Hi, and welcome to The Dropout Journey, the podcast where I interview people who have turned their passion into careers to learn more about their journey. I'm your host, Tavi Venzen. Today, I'm here with Kai Mogg. Kai is a filmmaker and photographer who's been self-employed for three years now, only at the age of 23. We talk about his process of becoming self-employed, what these past years have looked like for him, and what he's learned from being self-employed and having his own filmmaking business. All right, Kai, thank you so much for coming on to The Dropout Journey. It's been a minute since I've been doing the podcast, so I'm happy to have you as a first guest back. Thanks for having me. Um, of course. I'm really excited. Of course. Actually, I think first kind of interview going in that direction, so I'm probably as nervous as you are. <laughs> Absolutely. So for the people who don't know, The Dropout Journey is the podcast where I interview people who have turned their passion into a career and talk about their journey. So I think you're a great example to give people a little insight of what you do and who you are. Can you introduce yourself real quick? Uh, thank you, of course. So my name is Kai Mock. I am 23 years young and I've been independent as a filmmaker for three years now. And that is kind of my dream. I mean, unless it changes throughout <laughs> the course of the next few years, who knows? <laughs> um, but I've been into filmmaking for almost 10 years now and I'm, I'm pretty positive that this is the thing for me. <laughs> When did it start with filmmaking? Like, when did that whole thing start where you picked up a camera and got into it? So the interesting part for me was that it all started through parkour, through free running the okay. sport. And uh, back in the days, it was very common that people who did parkour, they would film themselves training and maybe cut together a small mashup, like mm -hmm. a training sequence or so. And while doing that and uploading the stuff on YouTube, I realized that I'm, I'm not only in love with the sport, but also with the process of, of telling this visual story of, of a training, for example. Ah. And, and I realized that, hey, I want to have a camera. I want to I wanna shoot more epic stuff myself. Obviously, in that day, it was only for the free running aspect. But more and more, I realized that I liked filming in general, not just the sport. Mm -hmm. When did it start to become like... Or when did you realize you wanted to go into this more professionally and not no longer as just a hobby? So I think there was this one key point in my life um, when I did the Matura. Mm -hmm. So the, we always had to do a Matura project or a final school project, which would... So they would say you, you'd have to invest like 50 hours or so. Mm -hmm. So a pretty big project throughout half of a year or even one year. And... Uh, I, at that point, I knew I, I wanted to do a film mm -hmm. to just get more into it. But obviously, if I'm going to invest, let's say, 100 hours or so, that would have to be more um, more complicated film and not just a training video because that mm -hmm. wouldn't be sufficient for a final exam or final mm -hmm. um, project. So I tried to implement as much of a story as I could, but with the the background of free running which i was used to already so um then i dove more into the storytelling aspect or maybe just doing a storyboard how to film stuff um, more into the technical side as well obviously and i think after that project uh, i ended up putting in like 200 hours or so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah after those 200 hours i knew that okay this is what i i really like to do mm -hmm. and I, I also knew that by putting in over 200 hours that easily 
because it didn't feel like 200 hours to me it felt mm -hmm. like oh well it was just a little side project basically yeah, yeah and it was so much fun doing it too so that's i think that was the point for me when i decided okay i want to at least try to do this professionally and let's see mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. that leads to from that project specifically was there something that you took away from it or learned that you don't think you would have learned through i don't know studying film or in school <laughs> just through the learning by doing well i'd say it was like an approval to me that you can get into it by just learning by doing mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i realized that simply by ex experimenting myself um I would already make a huge step towards improvement and also towards getting into the industry also uh, in a professional sense. Uh, because I think that's the quickest way you learn, really, if, if you fail a lot. And during that Absolutely. project, I failed so many times. Like I had to do scenes over and over or we had to go and reshoot. So I think originally we planned like three shooting days. It ended up being more like seven. Yeah, so, you always underestimate it. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think just during that process making those mistakes you learn what you have to pay attention to the next time mm -hmm. so that you can actually do it better and do it in a more professional way in that sense mm -hmm. what about filmmaking do you find most fascinating like the technical side the storytelling what is it like mm -hmm. what is it about filmmaking that you really enjoy so i'm a geek <laughs> to begin with <laughs> so i I'm pretty fascinated by the technical side uh, as well. So I've, I've done the math profile in school. So mm -hmm. I, I chose to do physics. So like really hardcore stuff. And nowadays I'm not into that anymore yeah. since I got into filmmaking. But that was definitely motivation to, to get to understand the technical side at least. But the thing that ultimately sold me for was the basically the creativity that you could apply to whatever. I mean, you can literally film whatever you want. You can tell whatever story you want. And that's a kind of freedom I, I wasn't used to having uh, around that time. Because as it is with school, you get homework, you have deadlines, you mm -hmm. have exams, you have to do exactly what the teacher tells you to do. And having that opportunity to just, to just do whatever you want, and it can mm -hmm. still be a cool project that other people will like or even mm -hmm. watch or inspire other people. That was such uh, a valuable thing for me mm -hmm. that I didn't get anywhere else. Was that a reason to become self-employed, just to have even more freedom within your creativity? Or what was the, uh, the thought behind becoming self-employed and wanting to do this, just going on your own, you know? So with that as well, uh, it, it came out of a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I learned from... Uh, so the first thing I, I did after school... A friend asked me if I wanted to join their startup as mm -hmm. a filmmaker and photographer and kind of have my own department, let's say, uh, because we were doing mainly web design. Mm -hmm. So the other guys, they were more into web design and I was the guy providing content for the websites. And I worked there in their company for about a year. And I think throughout that year, I not only experienced like professional work, uh, really up close. So I worked with clients. I, I learned how to write an offer, how to write an invoice, all mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, and I think I, I realized that I just didn't want to be in a company because after all, in the end of the day, it was the CEO who told me what to do or mm -hmm. 
until when I have to do something or how much is my salary going to be. Uh, there was basically no room for my personal creativity, I guess. Mm -hmm. And also mostly was, let's say, more boring corporate stuff yeah. or like profile pictures of employees. Yeah. And it's like, it's nice if you start out, it's nice to gain some professional experience, but it wasn't the thing I wanted to do till the end of my days. So um, I took... I took kind of a leap of faith and just decided I want to do this independently, full time. I didn't grow into it at all. I just told the guys like, yo, this is not working for me anymore. I'm going to quit. And then I just started freelance immediately full time. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it was tough. But I think after all, a good decision because it did make me feel better just being able to be my own boss. Mm -hmm. my own boss. If you were in that position again, would you have done it differently? Like maybe that transition? Oof. Um, probably I could have chosen a more financial stable path. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my mom wasn't too happy about that transition time either. So, mm. um, yeah, probably there would have been a better way, maybe like growing into it slowly or maybe starting with an apprenticeship somewhere, just making some t contacts. Um, but I mean, it worked out after all. And I think just having that pressure on my back that I had to perform, I had to get clients, I had to uh, put out work. That was a very good motivation for me at the time, mm -hmm. which probably wouldn't have been there if I was just an, another employee somewhere mm -hmm. in a production. If you had any tips for like your original self-employed you, I guess, like when you just got into it, what tips would you give yourself three years ago? Because I need this tip as well, because I'm, I'm in that position. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, wow, you're putting me on the spot here. Now I, I can't say something <laughs> bad because you're you're depending on it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, okay. Give me something good. Give me something good. <laughs> okay. So what I would tell myself mainly, I think, is focus on the quality of my work and try to grow and learn as much as possible because the the world of filmmaking is so wide there's so many things that you you got to soak up and and start applying yourself in order to make your product better um and there's like new stuff coming out every other week like we talked about it before the new zeon crane 2 s just, yeah. just came out and they're probably dropping something new in a week or two plus the uh i mean the competitors are also dropping new stuff. So as a filmmaker, there's this technical side again. You have to stay up to date on what is out there, what the possibilities are. And I think during these times, like evolving your skills or your skill set is so much more valuable because you can keep that long term. And even if you, let's say you learn audio design and you're not going to use it for the next three years, maybe in four or five years, there's this client who needs you to do audio design. And if you have that in your skill set already, it's so convenient and your client's going to be happy. You're going to be happy. And I think it's just the, the main factor, the main key point in bringing you further as a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Do you have projects on the side that you launch personally? Because I think we both know as freelancers, you have those jobs that you still can't really express your creativity. You have to do what the storyboard says or what the client wants. Like, do you still find times to express yourself with like your own idea, your own project? 
So I absolutely agree that normally with client projects, you cannot fully express what you want to tell or your creativity, or maybe you learned this new transition effect that you want to try out <laughs> and just doesn't fit in that client project, mm -hmm. which is fine. I mean, it's for the client, it's not for mm -hmm. you. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to have some personal projects on the side, but I also think as an independent person or as a freelancer, it can be very difficult juggling between how much work do I have to do for clients in order to get by mm -hmm. uh, without starving or yeah. without having yeah. to worry if I can cover my rent. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to like kill your creativity by only doing client work. So I think it's a, um, you got to have like a nice balance of both. Mm -hmm. And I also think that you you yourself you should realize that maybe after three or four or five client projects in a row you will feel that you want to tell something else or you or you feel like maybe you're start you start imagining a story in your head for just some random music that is playing on the radio for example and that's when you know okay um probably i'll, I'll have to do something on my own to to get in that creative mindset again mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to get that to get the the flow back basically mm -hmm. maybe not a personal project but what client project have you been most proud of or enjoyed the most up until now okay that's going to be hard to narrow it down <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i'd say on one side there's those client projects where you have a lot of freedom mostly those are music videos mm -hmm. and then the artist is only like okay here's the song and they come up to you maybe they have like one idea or they have a location in mind but you still have a lot of freedom in terms of what is happening mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. um you can influence the plot you can maybe even even influence the wardrobe a little bit mm -hmm. um or lighting of course because normally artists don't they don't think about those kinds of things mm -hmm. so it's our job as a filmmaker to to get our basically our style in there um but also so there this one project that came to mind immediately was a thing I shot in Costa Rica. Uh, it was like a retreat. Yeah. Uh, a one week retreat where I used to just get some impressions on what is happening. And it's basically for um, radical honesty is what they yeah. call themselves. And it's like a way of thinking and they're kind of trying to bring that uh, into the world. And what I really liked about that is also they just told me, capture whatever is happening they didn't say like you got to film this exactly from there or we got to have an interview situation so uh, i had this freedom to begin with and it was paired with being in this tropical country in costa rica wow. so so many new impressions and i generally think that like traveling or seeing new places can be so inspiring also for your filmmaking because not only are you shooting different environments, maybe different lightings, different backgrounds. Let's say Greece, for example, is a lot of whites. So, like you got to learn how to deal with yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. Um, but it also, like, I think it helps you again, like, grow because you've had the experience of trying to capture something that you've never seen before, and you're trying to capture it in a way that when people watch it, they get the same feeling as you being mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. and. Yeah, with that uh, retreat week I was filming, and it was kind of the perfect opportunity to to practice that. Nice, nice. For anybody out there who's still young, who have a passion that they really enjoy, but aren't really sure where they go in life, or let's just say have a passion, 
are thinking about pursuing that more intensely, what tips can you give to like go after that or how you, how you went about it? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <That's>, uh, <laughs> but honestly, I think you, you don't know what you want until you try it. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So for me, I didn't know for sure if I wanted to get into filmmaking. As yeah. I said, I've been around that topic for 10 years now, but I've only been independent for three years. Mm -hmm. So it took me, let's say, six or seven years to figure out, hey, is this really what I want to put in the work? Mm -hmm. Like, is this, is this something I want to pursue for, for my future? Mm -hmm. And I think it, it's basically, it comes with everything. Um, I sometimes hear people or like a friend of mine, for example, she wanted to become a makeup artist and then she did her first few jobs and she re realized, hey, I don't enjoy this as much as I thought mm -hmm. I would. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're not only the the perception of something can change once you actually start practicing, mm -hmm. uh, but also, I mean... You, you actually, you never know how it's going to feel for you unless you, you do it. Like, how are you supposed Absolutely. to, to Absolutely. imagine how, how it feels to be a director or how, how it feels to have a, a hair saloon if you don't have it? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. just go ahead and try. And then you know how that feels for you. Maybe it feels super cool. And then it's like, hey, nice. I found something that I actually enjoy doing. But maybe, let's say, if you have a hair saloon and you notice, okay, maybe it's way too much administration stuff that I have to do or I'm, I'm not really interested in, I don't know, maybe drying people's hair. I like cutting people's hair, but I don't like drying people's hair. And then you realize, well, half of the job is, is drying hair. Yeah. And then maybe, okay, that's not something I actually prefer doing. So maybe then you realized, okay, I, I love cutting hair or I love styling hair. I just don't like the, the hair dryer <laughs> aspect of it. Uh, then maybe you can try something else that goes in a similar direction, which doesn't have the hairdryer aspect. <laughs> and then you're already a step closer to what you actually want to do. Yeah. And yeah. simply by just trying and figuring it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Just got to try shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I'd say we do a shorter episode. Do you have any last things you want to share all the nice people watching or listening? Just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I think that's a great way to end it. Um, if people want to find you on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever, where can they find you? So my Instagram handle is uh, KaiJMock. I also have a portfolio which is not that active or not. I don't have as much reach there. So if you want to follow me there, I would appreciate it a lot. <laughs> uh, it's called Port by K. And on YouTube, it's just KaiMock, my name. And probably it's easiest if you just go through my Instagram. I have all the links all right. there. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Well then, Kai, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and uh, best of luck with all the projects you got coming up. Thank you so much for having me. And I mean, same best of luck to you. Thank you very in much. getting into the industry. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, then. Uh, thanks again and bye. Peace. Mic drop. <laughs>